The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. So nobody's that geeked up about NHL preseason. I get it. The games were really good, Darren. But anyways, the game ends. I thought people were like getting up, not really knowing what to do. And the public address announcer goes, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to have a shootout. Like, this is like willy-nilly, man. This is like pond hockey, and I'm here for it. I love it. Fun, shine, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. What did you just say in my ear, Clark? About the rink? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On location in Dodge City in beautiful South Florida uh, as it continues. It is episode number 580 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And we're ready to get after it. We're ready to uh, have some fun here as the Moose joins us in the bunker back in the Queen City. It's going to throw this out, uh, Darren. 30 degrees Celsius here in South Florida with the humidity. It feels like 88 above Fahrenheit. And uh, we're ready to talk sports. And can you hide your disdain <laughs> any less? I would than what you are right. Now. I know. I would. Uh, you know, counter and some of the people back home would say, "But Rod, it's been thirty degrees for the last two days here." Yes, but not oh, when I'm coming God. to work. When I'm coming to work, it's still five degrees in the morning. You know, and then by the time I leave, it gets up to you know twenty-five or whatever. But. Uh, so we're in a nice little patch, but not like Florida. Yeah, I see that. And by the way, a, a great intro pulled by the guys there from yesterday's show with, with regards to NHL preseason, because we're going to get to our quick six show topics in a moment. And we've got a great standard poll question today, which you're going to see in moments for the uh, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. And it pertains to Canada's Game of the Week. We'll throw those stats up in a moment. Who's leading there? But I, I really played with the notion of, do you care about NHL preseason hockey? Because I understand I'm a unicorn in a lot of ways, Moose. A lot. I stuff up, I guess, in some ways. But I love preseason sports. Not just hockey. Football, baseball. I love watching how teams come together. That's when careers are made or broken, is in the preseason. And I don't, I can't, but I get so many people don't like preseason games. And maybe we should... I just said why I love it. Why? Where are you? You you seem to not be that into the Leafs preseason. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. That's because I've just my attention's in other places right now. But when I'm around a team, like I love getting into the preseason because for me, 
when you're at the rink and you're watching preseason games, it's the best because, you know, yeah, you're watching the games really closely and you want to see how players are doing, but you're not sitting there riddled with emotion, worried about are we winning, are we going to lose, what's going to happen in this game. This is when you can really get in. This is when the hockey nerds love hockey, right? The preseason, when you sit, you know, at the pre-skate or you sit with the scouts and you really talk about this guy or that guy and what's the team look like in goal and, you know, who has a chance to make the team, who really are you expecting to have a good camp, right? So that's the real, the hockey nerd season. This is hockey nerd season. Hence... Why I love it. Yeah. Okay. But the same, same thing for the NFL. I, I, uh, I enjoy those preseason games too. But anyways, maybe we can get into this with some of our guests coming up uh, on the program today. Nick Lewis, Canadian Football Hall of Famer, will be going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame during Grey Cup Week in Hamilton in December. Doesn't it just sound fantastic? Grey Cup in December in Hamilton. <laughs> My teeth are chattering. Dave Campbell, the color voice of the Edmonton Elks, will be with us as well from the nation's capital on game day. By the way, I guess why I couldn't quite hear, because the music was rolling in my ear, I couldn't really hear. Clark said something about the Panthers arena, and it says that video was just taken days ago. It says across the top, BB&T Center. It's been changed, the name, to Florida Live Arena. A week ago today, they they announced the name change because BB&T Bank has been bought by another bank. So they don't even exist anymore, so they just... Put a new name on it. Now they're trying to sell it. How about the Rod Peterson Show Arena or DuPont Media Arena? How about that? Don't tempt me. Now I'm going to start figuring out how I can pull that off. Yeah, exactly. It's a, great it's a write-off, Moose. It's a write-off. It's, even, that, did you see that Seinfeld episode? It's just a write-off. It's not even real people, money. That's what people think, right? Well, you can write it off, though. You can write it off. Like, like it's free, right? You still got to pay for it. It yeah. just means I don't pay tax on it, maybe. So those are the guests on the show today. Can you please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show topics, please? <laughs> Thanks. And I have been hanging out with hockey people, by the way. They really love the hockey coverage. But we got to start with Monday Night Football, topic number one, because America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, potentially the best team in the NFL right now, rolled. Dak Prescott threw for three touchdown passes against the Philadelphia Eagles, the division rivals. 41-21, the Cowboys rolled. Zeke ran for a season-high 95 yards. He had two touchdowns. And tight end Dalton Schultz had the first two-touchdown game of his career. Cowboys 2-1, and one, could or should be 3-0, and oh, rolling our way to the NFC Eastern Championship and maybe even the Super Bowl. Guys try to, Eagles fans try to make bets with me on the game last night. I'm like, waste my time. It was a 20-point ass-kicking. On Monday Night Football. Now, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is in some hot water over not taking timeouts near the end of the half and getting the ball back for Dak Prescott, who had the hot hand. Now, listen, I think everybody's been asking my take, including you, on Mike McCarthy botching clock management at the end of the half. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I've never liked Mike McCarthy. I didn't like him when he was in Green Bay, and they ran him out of there. So how do you think I felt when the Dallas Cowboys hired him to replace Jason Garrett? And that mismanagement last night is being compared to Jason Garrett's time with the Dallas Cowboys. He made a multitude over the years of 
brain cramp decisions, Jason Garrett, which ultimately led to his firing. I think Mike McCarthy led the Dallas Cowboys to at least four losses by his own poor decisions last year. So why are we surprised? You're not learning. The same thing happened last week. So the Dallas Cowboys are winning in spite of Mike McCarthy. And, but I'm not as upset as the rest of the Cowboys nation today because we did win by 20 points and we're getting better in spite of this guy. Come playoff time, check with me then. But for now in week three, not as upset as the rest. You? John Gruden, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. These guys are all in a conference call today laughing at Mike McCarthy. Because of course these are. guys are like meticulous to every detail of the game. You know, managing the clock, trying to get as much out of the game as possible. If there's a chance to get more points on the board, you're going to take it. Right? Not Mike McCarthy. He's good. He's punching the clock five minutes early. He's checking out for the day. He's not getting that last rep in. He's not getting that last opportunity to put points on the board. And it's got to be infuriating to be a Cowboys fan because there was over a minute to go in that half, and it was third down. 146. And, yeah, and a mile. Third and a mile. Like, I get it. You don't take a timeout because what if they get it? Then you've saved them some time on the clock. Well, they're not converting third down in a mile, right? And they get close. And then they kick on fourth down anyway, and the clock runs out. You know, you would have had probably a minute and 25 seconds with the football to get down the field and, and put some more points on the board before the half. Plenty of time. But other than that, like you talk about an ass kicking, this was an ass kicking because it could have been oh, worse. Yeah. You look at Dak's goal line plunge on fourth down that I believe was in. They just didn't have the right camera angle that showed it. The goal line cam, there was somebody blocking it. I thought he was in. There was the interceptions, the turnovers, when they should have put more points on the board. This should have been a 30 or 40 point Dallas win last night. And, you know, it was really hard. I probably should have put them in my top five, but uh, they're a very good football team. In both cases, the Cowboys and Eagles are who we thought they were. Coming out of Monday Night Football. By the way, the warm-up's brought to you by E-Call Electric. Your annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. One thing they're saying to me, Darren, here in South Florida is, you're the only show talking hockey in the daytime on the continent. The only one. Can't get enough of these 31 U.S. states where we air on Game Plus. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, point two, NHL preseason games from last night. I have in brackets here, do we care? But we covered that off the top of the show. Um, and I know that you do care. Jonathan Drouin had two assists for the Montreal Canadiens and a 5-2 preseason win against the Toronto Maple Leafs at Bell Centre. In uh, JD's return after taking a leave of absence for anxiety last season. Good for him for having the sack to admit, by the way, what his issues were because he didn't have to do that. Oliver ekman Larson had two assists and Connor Garland scored for the Vancouver Canucks in a 4-2 win against the Calgary Flames at Abbotsford Center in Abbotsford, B.C. What did I say about OEL? Stud. Still a stud. Great move by the Canucks there. Dylan Ganther scored the go-ahead goal at 9-21 of the third period and the Arizona Coyotes defeated the L.A. Kings 2-1 at Gila River Arena. Dylan Ganther, last seen... Starring with the Edmonton Oil Kings. The kid is, what, 18? Very good. Just putting that out there. Sam Annis scored a minute 43 into overtime to give the St. Louis Blues a 2-1 win against the Dallas Stars. 
And Yegor Chinakov scored in his first NHL preseason game, and the Columbus Blue Jackets defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-0 at PBG Paints Arena in the Berg. Cole Sillinger had one assist for the Jackets. Thought I would throw that in there. And, uh, yeah, Chinakov was their first-round pick last year. Remember, were we watching the draft together when they picked Chinakov and Doug McLean and... No, it was Brian Burke and Sammy Costantino looked at each other and were like, who? And they're checking their notes. <laughs> I know. Remember that? Well, he scored last night in his first game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'm going to move on, but that's what happened to appease our American fan viewers. Because in Canada, it's like the NFL down here. You just can't get enough. Yeah. You can't get enough NHL coverage in Canada. And in the States, they don't get any. So that's why they're really picking up what we're putting down. Uh, point three. Let me check the time here. Uh, it's 11-11 in the central time zone, by the way. Shout out Winnipeg. Week nine in the CFL kicks off tonight. And this is sad in a way. Here's the buzz in the CFL. And that, by the way, is the poll question. Which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL right now? Some interesting uh, results. Tonight, Edmonton at Ottawa, rematch of the 2015 Grey Cup. Friday, Winnipeg at BC, rematch of the 2011 Grey Cup. And Saturday, doubleheader Montreal at Hamilton and Sask at Calgary. Did you have the results? Sorry, I wasn't looking. Did we have them? Because um, it's, it's like a dead heat last I saw. Yeah, Winnipeg at BC is leading. Come on! Winnipeg at BC is leading. That surprises me a little bit. On Twitter, Sask at Calgary was leading. But those are some big games. Those are West Division games. This game tonight, I hate to say this because it's like... Everybody knows that Marcel Desjardins is going to get fired. My phone went off this morning from a football guy who said, oh, here's another candidate to be GM of the Red Blacks, uh, Danny McManus, the head U.S. scout of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who, by the way, is from Dania Beach, Florida, just down the road from here, Danny Mac. And I'm like, the guy still has the job. So, I mean, I kind of feel bad that we're talking about who's going to replace him when he hasn't been fired yet. But on the flip side, I like Marcel Marcel gets it. I think he likes me. Did I tell you, like, at league meetings, he'd pull me aside and go, hey, Rod, this is what's going on. Maybe it's just what he wanted me to know or curate the message. Whatever, at least he talked to me. Yeah. Like, I like Marcel Desjardins, but he's cut how many guys, traded how many guys, dictated how many guys' careers. Now it's happening to him. And the line, by the way, tonight, betregal.net, is Edmonton by six and a half. The Red Blacks are starting their rookie quarterback, Caleb Jones. I don't think he's going to be the next Jake Mayer. I don't. I got Edmonton by more than six and a half. I think Edmonton covers tonight. Rolls. Ottawa's 11-game losing streak is the longest since the 1980s Ottawa Rough Riders, who lost 14 in a row, and that is a CFL record. This is an historically bad Ottawa football team, and at the end of the day, somebody's got to pay the price. Everybody else has. Yeah. It's at the door of the general manager. So that's my take on the game tonight, Moose. How about you? Yeah, you know, and I don't really know what's going to happen. You know, at some point, Ottawa is going to surprise us. I just, I feel like at some at some point um is the season long enough for it to happen? I don't I hope so. I hope they surprise us. I hope they put one on the board and they will, I think, but I don't think it's happening tonight. I think it's just it's tough. 
um, you know, you feel for Marcel because he's put really good football teams on yeah. the field. But now he went all in with a strategy to go a different way and the way he spent the money and it didn't work. So somebody's got to pay the price. And will he be given an opportunity to, to correct it? Doesn't sound like it. He's going to get another job in football because he's got a good resume. Oh, yeah. But somebody's got to come in and clean up the red blocks. Just checking on some of the comments here, because I know that we're going to have to go uh, roll this over into the second block, and that's cool. Oh, the Slapshot Sweethearts have logged on. The Slapshot Sweethearts have entered the chat. Megan and Shannon. And they write in all caps, we're only here to fight with Darren about Penn State versus Michigan. Put him up. I thought you were just a Michigan football fan. I didn't know that. Are you a Michigan hockey fan? No, just football. Well, the hockey team is pretty good. So I just, it just came in yesterday and Meg's been, you know, um, bugging me about it. And Penn State's pretty good because I was kind of going back and forth and she kind of, they, they play each other. They're both undefeated. And uh, so maybe I might have to go back over to Penn State if they beat Michigan later this year. But uh, not for now. We're in the blue and the maize and blue here. You're not going to switch teams as easily as me. I had a scout write me yesterday <laughs> and go, you can be bought so easily. And I'm like, yep. But I'm still... I wear my Florida Panthers. I know. Team but issued I, playoff shirt from last spring. Yeah. It's still so early into the whole process. Like, I, I just said I was the fan, just got the guy. I never even watched him play yet. So, I mean, we'll see. I think you might want to rethink your team, but that's just me. All right. Or whatever. Would you be okay with Penn State? Road trips. Uh, Not really, but whatever. It's your life. (laughs) Um, Regarding do you care about NHL preseason games, Rob Swallow is watching on YouTube. Says, I've got the NHL live subscription. Can't watch all games all year. Sorry, I can watch games all year on any device. Watch three games on Sunday. Wish all the preseason games were televised. Oh, me too, me too, me three. But I guess that's just us hockey nerds. Earl James watching on YouTube says, Taco Tuesday in the CFL. Hey, whatever happened to Taco Time Tuesday on the Rod Peterson Show? What's happening there? That was your number one choice in the food court. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. I'm working working on getting you that membership card. Okay. Salt Lake City, Utah is where we go with this comment from Darren Workman. He says, are any of the games not a replay of a, of a past Grey Cup? No, that's what's funny about it. You understand that, right? Uh, yeah, these guys are calling them the Dallas Cowgirls. That's sexist. We're not putting up with that. We're only three topics through the quick six, Moose. Are you going to stick around for the next block with me? Oh, yeah. You good? I'm, I'm here, ready to go. Because now we're getting, getting to the good stuff. We haven't even got to the good stuff yet. So the warm-up's brought to you by Ecole Electric. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show from Dodge City in South Florida on the Game Plus Television Network. Hope you're enjoying as we're back on the big network. Also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. 
all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Having fun talking sports live from South Florida, and uh, that's what we do here. And we're only halfway through our quick six show topics. By the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open. You can always reach us. The number is on the screen, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your SaskTel authorized dealer. And also, I see that we have a new liner from Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. Call us today and book your duck cleaning. They sponsor Rod's Rant, but I've had really nothing to rant about. I would say, Moose, although yesterday I was... On a couple, as you recall, because people yes. were uh, were annoying me yesterday. But uh, hang on. I just wanted to tell you, we are moving out of Dodge City for a while, and we will be back. I told you that we were going scouting locations yesterday. Found some. Found some that we won't be at. But okay. on Thursday, we will be at Bow Campers in Fort Lauderdale. It is the third largest sports bar in America. And I was telling you this this morning on the phone. The manager, Kevin, came out, and I'm telling him all about the show. And he's like, stop stop, stop selling me. You, you're good. We'll expect to see you Thursday. So we'll set you up right over here. So you, you, you're you not going to believe. Bo Campers. All right. Uh, former Miami Dolphin. Uh, it's not Brian. I think it's Steve Bo Camper owns the show. Uh, you got to go scout a couple other locations. Outback Steakhouse. Ooh. Does that sound like something you might be interested in? <laughs> Um, Joe Lazito's watching in New York. He says, I used to look forward to preseason hockey almost as much as the regular season. <laughs> watching the boys literally fighting for jobs. Uh, that happens. See, there was a fight broke out and I was in the super souvenir store the other night. That was upsetting. I missed it. Uh, let's continue. Point four, you said that you weren't watching a ton of ESPN this morning. I was. Uh, the talk now has fully turned to Tom Brady at the New England Patriots. And that's what it is. They're not even talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being at New England in week four, primetime football Sunday night, Moose. It's Tom Brady at New England. And the morning show was split 50-50 between Monday Night Football's game last night and then this looking ahead. And then in first take with Stephen A, it was all about Brady going in there. And everybody says that Tom wants to hang a 50-burger on Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Actually... My favorite guy, Marcus Spears, yep. is he says, he goes, I think Tom's petty. I think Tom wants to humiliate Bill Belichick in his own stadium. And I, I'm just sitting there going, isn't it sad that these guys won two, uh, sorry, six Super Bowls together? Clearly at one time, 
They must have had a great relationship. But now they downright despise each other. There's no getting around that. And Belichick was on the radio, I think it was on Monday, on that WEEI in Boston. They had to have the weekly Brady and Belichick shows. Now just Bill, I guess. And Bill basically said, hey, Tom chose Tampa Bay over us. They, he felt Tampa Bay was a better option than us. You, dude, how much do you need to know about coach speak to realize what Belichick's doing there? He's yeah. trying to point the gun at Tom. He left us. Don't, no, no, wasn't us. It was Tom Brady that said Tampa Bay's better than Boston and the New England area. Like, could you be any more, what should I say, flimsy or transparent without knowing that you are? Bill looks bad, Darren. Oh, yeah. And, and then on the flip side, on the flip side, those that aren't necessarily choosing sides in that divorce, but people are just looking at it objectively saying, well, let's look at Bill, and he wants to shut Tom down in this game. And how are you going to do it? And do you have the team to do it? But I think Tom is going to go in there and put a 50-burger on him, at least 40 points. That's what I think. Change my mind. It's wild. It's wild. And, you know, now that you say that, I'm sitting here thinking, because yesterday we were evaluating the games, and I'm looking around saying, Mac Jones threw the ball 51 times on Sunday. I'm like, why are you making Mm -hmm. your rookie quarterback throw the ball 51 times? And now I'm sitting here today as you're kind of teeing this up saying, ooh, Bill's preparing him for Tom. You're going to be throwing the football a lot against Tom Brady. So getting him used to throwing the ball 50 times, because there's no rookie should be throwing the ball that many times in a football game. doesn't matter who you are. Ben Roethlisberger throwing it 58 times, that didn't work for Pittsburgh either on Sunday. They're going to be in some trouble. And when you look at some of the best minds in football, the Bilicheks, right? You look at the John Grudens. You look at Sean McVay, the bright young coach in, in L.A., but you look at Tom Brady. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, too. When you have a bad game or when you lose, you really get to work the next week. There is no taking an extra day off. So Tom going into New England wanting to prove a point, but also coming off a loss to the Rams, the Bucs not only want to beat New England for Tom, they want to get back on top and say, look, we're still the best team in the National Football League. So they need to make a statement not only for that, but also for Tom Brady. It is dangerous. Tom's putting out, he put out his T-shirt, you know, his return to New England T-shirt on his website. This is going to be a bloodbath, I, I really feel. But who knows? Maybe, you know, this is Bill saying, look, he turned his back on us, us guys as an organization. What are you going to do about it? You know, and trying to rally his team. Um, it'll be fun storylines, but I don't see many paths to a New England victory. Yeah, I think it's going to take more than a Newt Rockney rah, rah, rah speech in the locker room before the game to get them pissed off enough to beat Tom. And I think what Belichick said on the radio was more for the fans than anybody else because he's feeling the heat. They got a, they're got got a losing record this year. They missed the playoffs last year without Tom. Bill screwed up. And now he's got to eat his shorts. And Tom Brady is loving it. Speaking of loving it, uh, who was it here? Somebody wrote in and said, Rod, I think it was the the general in Calgary. He says, Rod, are you hiding out in Florida to avoid? Here it is. The general in Calgary watching on YouTube. You hiding in Florida to avoid Canadian winter, Rod? LOL. <laughs> that is a Texas 10-4, general. 
Yes. Also, uh, bear with me. Joe Lazito, watching in New York, says Kim Camper is the owner-proprietor of that sports bar where we will be broadcasting the Rod Peterson Show on Thursday in sunny Fort Lauderdale. Kim Camper. Uh, Outback Steakhouse is another. And I'm not going to mention the restaurants that we checked out and can't do the shows from. For what you get it. There's nothing wrong with them. It just... One was a Greek restaurant that it was so dark in there. Don't have the views. Don't have the place to set up. Don't I know? This isn't a radio show. It's a television show. Yeah. Right. And, And by the way, it's not like the old radio show that I did where I just ran around with this little silver suitcase and plugged into the wall and away we went and nobody saw. This is big. It's a lot bigger. Uh, Trent in Norway is alive. He's awake. He writes in and says, Norway calling. How can Aaron Rodgers go wrong on a Sunday night? He knows how to pull out the last-minute win. The Blue Jays and the Yankees have a big series starting tonight. May our young guns have the biggest focus of the season to date. I predict Edmonton over Ottawa in the CFL. Stay safe, everyone. Trent in Norway chiming in. Sounded almost like a prayer, didn't it, in a way? Yeah, a little bit. Um, from, from Randolph in Ottawa says, uh, Kim Camper, ex-Dolphins linebacker. Yes, we were talking about it. Or yes, we're doing this show Thursday from Bo Campers, Kim Bo Campers Sports Bar. We're tight, or at least we will be by the end of Thursday. I know we got to move on. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, speaking of the Buccaneers, they're reportedly working out Richard Sherman. That's your thing. <clears throat> Last week they were talking to Richard Sherman. They haven't brought him in yet. Last week Carson Wentz sounded like he was one day away from going into ICU. And then he's playing against the Titans. Not well, but some of these reports you got to be careful of. Um, I had <clears throat> I had in brackets on the Brady at New England thing, is this sad? But I think we covered that. Um, the relationships do turn that way. It's, just, it's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Bill and Brady aren't going back. Maybe one day, maybe one day, they have that ceremony at Gillette Stadium, but it ain't going to be Sunday night. Well, if you need any proof, Point. if you need any proof that one day it could happen, look at Jimmy Johnson, right? And the Cowboys and Jerry and Jones. And last night. Yes. And last night. How about but, them Cowboys? By the that, way, I went by Jimmy time. Johnson's. I went by his place, uh, by the way, in the Keys on the Ooh. weekend, just so you know. Jimmy Johnson's big chill. Didn't stop. But I said, next time, going to Jimmy Johnson's. So I know where it is now. All right. Point five, uh, Blue Jays, Yankees. Yes, huge series tonight. It's a three-game series, midweek series. If you listen to my commentary this morning on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5, I'm still doing the commentary. I pointed out the Jays have exactly what they want, and that is their fate in their own hands. You couldn't want any more than they control their destiny. You come out and handle your business against the Yankees and then the Orioles this weekend, and you are in. You don't got a you don't got a scoreboard watch because you got the team that you're chasing right in front of you in the New York Yankees. You got to sweep them, and then sweep the Orioles for a good measure. And I think you're going to be in the playoffs. And lastly, point six before I let you go, Moose, and we bring in Nick Lewis. You did your weekly NFL top five this morning, and I, I would tend to go with yours more than USA Today's, but I wrote them both down. 
Darren DuPont's top five NFL teams are number five, the Las Vegas Raiders, number four, the L.A. Chargers, number three, the Arizona Cardinals, number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and number one, the Los Angeles Rams. Explain. It's tough. Uh, the Rams are easily number one now, and it's a little bit of a gap. But, but Tampa Bay is still number two. Who's going to beat them? Who would you have favored over Tampa Bay besides L.A.? I don't think anybody. Arizona is the one that's poised to fall out of this list with, along with the Raiders. Vegas just finds a way to win. But the Chargers move into the top five because they've got one of the best young arms in the game, went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. And now look what Justin Herbert can do with a little protection. He's got some weapons. The Chargers are for real, man. The Chargers are for real. Could you see? I could see an, an all-L.A. Super Bowl. That would be just wild. Um, and then there's a whole whack of teams that are close. I'll go real fast. I mean, the teams that are close, I mean, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Chiefs still are an elite team in the NFL. And then the Bills and the Ravens, they're all right there. And the Browns, they're all right there. It is so muddled up in the middle that over the next couple of weeks, we'll start sorting it up. With the, but uh, it is, uh, that was one of the toughest top fives I've ever had to do. USA Today's are the same, but for one team. They've got number one Rams, number two Buccaneers, number three Cleveland Browns. They're so bullish on the Browns for some reason. Mm -hmm. Number four, Las Vegas, and number five, the Arizona Cardinals. For every team was the same for them as yours, except for they had the Browns and you had the Chargers. I'm just not as We'll see a little later on. Yeah, we will. We'll see a little later on. Uh, Nick Lewis joins us in the bunker next. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues, episode number 580 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. If I had my breaking news bell, I would ring it. Uh, The score notifying me from their app. The NHL is reportedly investigating Sharks winger Evander Kane for a potential protocol violation as it relates to COVID-19. So they wrapped up their investigation last week on the alleged betting involving Evander Cannon. So we can't find any evidence that he bet on games. I'm like, they'll pin something on him. And this is what we get today, that they're investigating a COVID breach with Evander. They're going to get him. He's done. He's done. We're going to bring it back around to the football discussion as we welcome into the bunker Canadian Football Hall of Famer Nick Lewis to talk about uh, NFL things, CFL things, all the rest. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. I just feel like uh, it's an empty room now because I feel like when you go to somebody's house and they're not home and then you sit down and make a sandwich and start watching TV. <laughs> How's it going for you? Make yourself at home. Make yourself at home. And if I can get you down here, I know you're a Texas guy, but you got to love yourself some South Florida. Who, who doesn't? But Nick, I know it. listen, I got to think I'm not the first person to ask you this. You're going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in the second week of December. Do you have your speech written yet? No, no, not at all. I, I think that uh, I'm not much of a, a speech writer. I'll probably just have topics and then just go off the brain. It's going to be a hard one for me, Rod, because 
this is all my mother ever wanted, right? And uh, for me to lose my mother at the beginning of this year, uh, it was really hard because every time I think of the Hall of Fame, I think of my mother because this was more her dream than mine, right? I didn't ever think I was going to go play professional football, nonetheless make the Hall of Fame. And now, you know, this is a, a testament of everybody's sacrifice uh, that I was around. So it's, it's good, but, um, yeah, that's going to be a hard day for me. Yeah, I know, but you also know she will be watching, and yep. you know how proud uh, she is of you. Yeah, exactly. So I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I will be there live in the back of the room rooting you on, man. And there's a lot of guys out there that aspire to be in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. It's not easy to do. I'm looking tonight. Edmonton and Ottawa, a lot of players out there that would love to have the career that you have. Edmonton favored by 6.5 in the game at TD Play Stadium tonight. Just six days ago that Ottawa played. What's your take on the game tonight? Man, it's a, I always think that the CFL has got to do a better job of teams coming off bye weeks, right? When you come off a bye week, you shouldn't play a team on a short week. It's not because the unfair competitiveness it's just for injuries and everything else. When one team is moving really fresh and the other team's coming off a game that didn't have a week to recover, uh, it just puts people in a bad situation because now you're straining and, and doing those things. But, I mean, I think the, the spread should be a little bit wider. I mean, Ottawa hadn't showed anything, <laughs> and they're on, what, quarterback number four? So we'll see what happens there. You're putting receiver Nate Bahar in as, as quarterback number three? Yes. If I read you right. Yeah, exactly. Caleb Evans gets the ball tonight. And and by the way, um, is it Taylor Cornelius, uh, the quarterback for Edmonton, who was unable to rally them to a victory in his first game against Winnipeg? I mean, this this also can't be what the CFL wants. What's the buzz, man? You not only are you in the Hall of Fame as a player, but you coached in the league for long enough. What's the buzz about these injuries? Are they related to this compacted schedule, health and safety? Uh things like what what's the take out there what are the guys saying you know most of the players that play um now in the cfl didn't play last year and a lot of it is just getting back yeah. into taking those hits um as you get older it takes you a lot longer for your body to recover so we know the cfl has um a great stable of, of veteran players so now it's just taking that to the next level but at the same time how hard is it to find a lot of great o-linemen and then how great are these defensive ends and these D tackles now and how athletic they are when you look at Ja'Garrett Davis and Charleston and Sean Lemon still doing it and all these other guys. And Edmonton's got two young Canadians doing it, right? So when you look at that aspect, they're getting to the quarterback really, qu- really quickly. And that's always going to be a main issue of concern on quarterback staying healthy is when you can't really protect them. I'm looking up the uh, standings here because our poll question today, and don't put up the results, guys. I'll get to it later. Uh, Canada's game of the week is uh, led by Winnipeg at BC, but closely behind them, Sask at Calgary. Stampeders, two and five. I would love your read on the Calgary Stampeders in last place. That cannot be going over well in the foothills, Nick. Well, you know, Rod, to be completely honest with you, one of the things I've known since 2008, we, we knew one thing. The Calgary Stampede is going to be the best coach team, and they were going to be prepared. Right now, you look, at, you look at them, Dave is still a great coach. You have other people in place there. They lost some coaches. 
they're missing coaches. Um, you know, Josh Bell uh, coming off the heels of Khalil Carter and other great coaches in the secondary. And these same defend, these same DBs that were playing great football two years ago that were all-stars. I mean, Calgary had two, two all-stars in their secondary every year. Now, I, I look at Amos like he's one of my favorite guys in the league. He's exciting. He's long. He can run. He can do everything. And we start the year off, and he's getting beat every week. And so all that is is technique, and you need people that can teach technique, that can stay on these guys to make sure they're preparing the way they need to prepare day in and day out. So um, some of these games just come down to it. I mean, really, they shouldn't have beat Montreal. Like, to throw the ball, you have Hep in the back of the end zones, and you get on top of the receiver, and and Geno Lewis can come back and catch the ball at the one-yard line. The ball just doesn't cross. Like, that's just, that's just bad preparation. And I haven't seen anything like that in Calgary uh, from a preparation standpoint since 2007. And I was a part of that team. And you can, when you look at teams, you know who's prepared. And you look, look at Winnipeg. They're just a good football team. They got great coaching. And they're prepared to play each and every week. All kinds of Ryder fans writing in here. Allie. Hicks, she's in Edmonton, but she says, congrats, Nick, from these Ryder fans to you on your upcoming Hall of Fame induction from Wayne in Victoria, B.C. Nick, I used to hate you when you and the Stamps would beat my Riders, but now I've forgiven you. Congrats on your Hall of Fame induction. That's like he's been reading my diary, Nick. <laughs> you, and I were, you and I weren't besties for the longest time, and look at us now. I know. It's it. sort of the op- Hey, and by the way, <laughs> next segment, we'll talk about New England and Brady going in and the Belichick and how that relationship soured. But in the time we have left here in this segment, do you see, because we're halfway through the season, Nick. Yep. Somebody flipping on their head, doing a hairpin turn. Is Calgary going to turn it around and come back and go five and two in the next half? Is Winnipeg going to fall on their head and go one and six? Do you see any teams? Because somebody's going to not be what we thought they were. Who do you think is going to have a, a change in the second half of the season? Well, I think it's been clear in the West. Right now, you, you look at Winnipeg's been the best team in the league. Then you got BC and Saskatchewan right there at two and three. Um, the East is still the East, man. If, if Calgary um, or Edmonton, I believe Calgary is probably the, the greater option to be able to win enough games to cross over if that's the case. But – with these games coming down that Calgary plays SAS three times of the next four weeks, that's huge for Calgary. If they win, if they win those three games, they're now back in the driver's seat, and now SAS is the crossover team, right, or, or anything like that. So with the teams not traveling across too much and now a bunch of these teams are going to play each other multiple times, it's going to shake itself out. It's going to be exciting football. I think that we are in a great position as fans to be able to watch it, and I'm – I'm never going to count my Calgary Stampeders out. I know Dave and Huff, uh, they do way too yeah. much. And, and I know Bo's gotten off to the, a horrible start. But I have faith in Bo to go out there and be the Bo that he's been. And, it, and it's time to, to bring back that flair. I haven't seen that flair from Bo this year, that fire in his eyes that he usually has. You know, it's almost like people said he was cocky and doing all this other stuff, and he kind of changed a little bit. Go, Bo, let's go be cocky. Let's go win games and let let people hate you for winning games. Love it. I couldn't agree more. I could. You be you. He needs to get back to being him. Um, Some viewers have questions for you, Nick, so we'll do that and talk some NFL when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. 
YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, just a couple notes, because we usually do viewer takeover here. Uh, from the 204, watching from St. Boniface, Manitoba. Love the show. Thank you for watching in St. Boniface, Manitoba. From the 587, Rod, did you get the CFL fight songs I sent you? From William in Calgary. No, I didn't, William in Calgary. I did not get the CFL fight, site fight songs that you sent me. My apologies. Folks, addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is that addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, we can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Go to aurorarecoverycenter.com. One of our viewers, uh, Nick Lewis, in, down in uh, Salt Lake City, says, how many first-year CFL players have replaced retired players this year? Does that affect the quality of play as new guys learn the CFL game? How would you answer that question? Of course, it's always going to be difficult um, to lose someone like a Brandon Smith in the secondary. Uh, Raheem steps over Wilson, but he played field corner um, in 2019. Huge difference playing field corner to going to boundary halfback, guarding pretty much the best receiver on most teams is going to play in that position. So when you go from being out there on the edge and you don't have to really guard people, you can play off and, and make plays on the ball to now going against the, the best guys in the league. That makes a huge difference. And missing a guy like Brandon Smith or and some of the other veterans that have walked away from the game late, um, you know, Sask has, has done better up front than we originally thought, um, missing out on some of those guys. And it's a, it's a huge challenge to, to bring somebody in that's never played the game before. Um, I mean, receiver's a little bit easier because all you do is go run make plays. Uh, but when you talk about defense, O-line, um, and different things like that, it's, a, it's, it's tremendously hard to, to make that up. We have two minutes, Nick. What did the Dallas Cowboys routing of the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21 on Monday Night Football mean for America's team? Ooh, we back. No, I, I really think that I look at Dak. Dak is playing better, and I've been very hard on Dak. Dak is playing his best football uh, I've been I said before this year I'm all in on Dak I'm going to support Dak no matter what still makes a couple plays where I'm like come on Dak you got to be better but for the most part man Dak's playing great football um, Zeke's running the ball really tough Pollard is a great change up reminds me of Cornish and Joff back in the day uh, having that change up at running back and and those receivers are just playing great Hey, in the minute that we have left, Belichick Brady, Sunday night, uh, it's a divorce. They're probably never going to get along. What do you think is going to happen at Gillette Stadium Sunday night in prime time? I think, I think Brady's going to go out there and execute 
like Brady's done, right? And especially coming off a loss. If they were 3-0, it wouldn't be as bad, but they're not. They just came off a loss where they got beat down. Expect Brady to be at his best. Yeah, well, like they say, they, they say he wants to put a 50-burger up in there. Nick, uh, we got 30 seconds. Tell them about uh, AO Sports, what you got going on. You ready to rock yet? Yeah, the platform just got done being built. Um, we're now going into it. Uh, hopefully in the next week, we're going to have it out there so you can come there. And I want to invite everybody to our island, Verbella Island, MTG Island. Clark's going to put up the link. Come holler at me there right now. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.